Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Jacob Eisenberg, community lead at Dapper Labs. He is also a pass-first point guard, which I very much appreciate. Jacob, great to have you on the show. Rob, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. And community lead at Dapper Labs may not mean much to some people, but when we say NBA top shot, that adds a whole new layer of things because you're in charge of the community of NBA top shot. So what we're going to jam about today is all things NBA top shot. And this is something that has been a rocket ship of growth both for Dapper Labs, NBA Top Shot, as well as the Twitter community and the NBA community. And I know on my end, I first got into it in December, and it was around uh, when I saw Jack Saddleman's uh, crew buy the LeBron moment for almost $50,000. And I was like, wait, I know Jack. Boom, got me in, dude. I'm someone, as you can see behind me, I've got a wall of cards. I grew up collecting baseball, basketball, football cards. So naturally, as an NBA fan, I was like, what is this? I love it. I saw the digital side of things. I didn't have to be converted in terms of, well, what's up with digital ownership? Boom, I got that immediately. And from there has spawned what would I would consider a heavy to light addiction at times, depending on what day of the week and if there's packs coming out and if the market is going up or what's going on there. And I've absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank you for being a part of our community, Rob. It's awesome uh, to have, uh, you know, sports experts like yourself that I'm sure have, you know, over the years, gotten into collectibles, be it memorabilia, jerseys, hats, cards, and maybe maybe lost that love for a brief glimpse of time and have rediscovered that passion in NBA Top Shot. And I think you actually nailed that because despite the fact that you see cards all across my wall right now, I have not collected cards since I was a teenager. So 20 plus years, and I'm someone who loves all things sports. And why would that be? Well, one, we loved collecting back in the day. It was, it's part of why I am the way that I am right now. But as you move on in life through work and relationships and other stuff, I'm just not finding myself buying packs of cards, but guess what? Here comes the resurgence of the sports collectibles. Uh, I guess we'll call it genre. And while I didn't jump into it, um, I think there's a myriad of reasons. One uh, understanding the value of the variety of different packs of something's prism, something's over here, and now we're grading them. And now we've got to have it in the, the cases. And there's just a lot more that I didn't understand. The second I saw top shot, I was like, boom, I got it. Yeah, we, uh, we absolutely like the simplification of the collector experience, right? We have three tiers of moments, uh, three tiers of packs, common, rare, legendary, uh, every single moment uh, for those that aren't on Top Shot, a moment you can think of it kind of like a digital trading card. Every single one of our moments has a serial number that has both a numerator and a denominator. So you can see exactly how many uh, moments are in supply and you can see exactly which serial number you own uh, in our collector community. The first mint serial number one, the player's jersey number, and the last mint 
uh, the, the final serial number tend to carry the most value though we have collectors that have different strategies. We have some collectors that are trying to collect every player's draft year. We have certain collectors that are trying to collect every player's birth year. Um, all of these different angles make it really cool and fun. And I think that's an interesting thing. So you're talking about one part strategy, one part value, because there's a natural inclination in the market, the lower the number, the more valuable it is. But now you're telling me, wait a second, there's some other things that can come into play. And I even saw someone who was able to get a Luka Doncic moment at a price that was considered a discount and it was in the thousands, but it had Luka's number as the last two digits. And it's something where the casual fan uh, may not realize it, but there's a lot more that goes into this. And then speaking of the value side of things, the market determines the value, which is the most interesting thing. And I think what has excited me the most, and I was fortunate that when I signed up that I got a random email that said, congratulations, you've been chosen to get a pack. And I was like, I don't even know what this is. And it was $14. And I was like, I'm willing to invest $14 just to see what in the world this experience was. And I'm so glad that I did. And, and for anyone who has not got into NBA Top Shot yet, my recommendation, there's two of them. One, get your first pack. And then two, buy and sell something on the marketplace because you're going to get a completely different experience when you understand that, for example, I got a LeBron James dunk in my first pack and I actually looked at it and I didn't see the value in it, not in NBA top shots, but in that specific moment. And why was that? I looked at it and it was a dunk. It was cool. It was LeBron, but the Lakers lost that game against the Clippers and it was a regular season game. So I'm like, well, there's nothing that memorable. Like 10 years from now, I'm not going to say to my kids, hey, remember that dunk LeBron had in that losing effort against the Clippers? So I didn't see the value in it. So I'm like, what in the world is the marketplace saying? And the marketplace was like, this is worth $310. And I was like, holy crap, Batman, $310 more from a, I didn't see the value in it, but I saw value in other moments. And little did I know when I sold that thing for, $300, that thing would go anywhere from 1700 to 3500 which was not the easiest thing to stomach. But the good news that ended up coming from it was it allowed me to create a bankroll to say, well, if I don't see the value in this LeBron moment, what is it that I do see value in? And I was like, high profile players. I want nothing to do with the bottom of the market. Those comments, worthless to me. But Steph, KD, Giannis, Zion, Ja Morant, I also want dunks and I want players that are on winning games when possible. Once I understood that, boom, it's like everything went from black and white to color. Yeah, I, I think that uh, we're in the, like the bottom of the first inning when you talk about Top Shot. We intend for this to be a multi-generational platform. Uh, the moments that you're collecting, hopefully you're not only passing down to your kids, but your grandkids one day. Um, and be it the bottom of the first inning, uh, we're, we're talking about the first two editions, right? Series one, series two. Uh, we're in the second season of NBA Top Shot right now. Uh, so I certainly think that 
you look at like comic books from the 50s or trading cards from anywhere from the, the cigarette or the cigar box days to the 30s, 40s, 50s, there's just such a collector's item about being in on the ground floor. And with this being Top Shot's second season of all time, I think there's a ton of interest and intrigue and because we only have about 100,000 to 200,000 collectors on the platform and you think about how big the NBA fandom is worldwide with millions upon millions upon millions of fans, uh, I think it's fair to suggest that this uh, demand will continue to grow. Um, with that being said, I, I don't look at Top Shot necessarily uh, as an investor, right? I, I'm very specifically working in the community and I, I look at how cool the moments are as collector's items. And I, I think that that's an important distinguisher. I, I think that certainly some collectors go into it with the mindset of how can I make a quick buck on this? For me, I, I almost look at it like an arcade where growing up, I would go to the arcade and uh, certainly I knew that if I was amazing at all of the arcade games, I could rack up enough tickets to go to the prize booth and, and win myself that PlayStation. But I'm not going to the arcade to, to win the PlayStation. I'm going to the arcade to have fun. And I think Top Shot's a lot of fun, uh, especially when you stop putting the stress on yourself to make the money and just kind of enjoy the ride. Because, I, you know, as, as you said, that LeBron moment just went up uh, exponentially after you sold it. But uh, this, like any market, there's volatility, and I don't, I don't anticipate nor suggest to anyone that this is just going to continue to balloon forever. I think there are going to be wanes, and I think there are going to be surges, and um, I think collectors should just go in with the cognizance that you shouldn't be spending any money on Top Shot that you don't have to spend elsewhere. I would agree 100% with you. And I'm on board in terms of that mindset. I like to have fun. 90% of what I've collected so far have been dunks. Why? I like dunks. I like cool moments. And I see that dunks probably have more value over a long-term basis. I want to double back on something you said about being in the first inning, because I think there's, because of the amount of publicity that Top Shot has received that people feel like they've missed the boat on this already. When, as you said, this is so early, you guys are still in beta, which I think a lot of people miss because of the size of the marketplace and how much the publicity has grown and how much fandom and social media love there has been from the community. So can you talk about that again? Because I think there's going to be a large majority of people here who may or may not have heard of Top Shots. For those who have, who haven't gotten into it, they may say, well, I've missed the boat on everything because uh, I see the prices on some of these things and I can't get packs and it just doesn't make sense for me to get in it. When in actuality, I believe it's the opposite. It should always be, when is the best time to plant a tree? 10 years ago, when's the next best time? Right now. Yeah, I think... You, you said it well. Um, we're, we're so early in the scheme of what digital collectibles and NFTs could be. Um, I think that when you think about Top Shot in general, uh, certainly our hope is that the NBA is not the last IP to come to the platform. So even if you're fearful that you've missed the initial kind of surge with Top Shot, A, I would say there's a random chance out of pack for every collector in our community. So if you start today, you have as good a shot as Rob, you have as good a shot as Josh Hart to get that next pack. Um, 
And what that means is you, you get that pack, you, you, you have an experience similar to what Rob had, where you pull that LeBron, all of a sudden you have the world of opportunities of interacting in that marketplace. Um, and then certainly I, I've heard from many collectors and many friends that their learnings from Top Shot will help inform their decision-making when the next sport releases. And we already have a deal signed with UFC. Uh, there will be other sports hopefully down the road that are making collectibles on the blockchain. So I don't think it's ever too late. I, I think to your point, you know, planting that tree today will set you up for a really kind of fun experience long-term. Can we talk about the PAX side of things because it's both smart and frustrating and cool at the same time. So it's smart because there's built-in scarcity. If everyone could have something, we wouldn't value it as much. It's frustrating because we all want this thing so bad. And with it being in beta, we all know that it's been less than ideal, but welcome to anything beta. And when you start to have a rational mindset instead of what I would consider air quotes, someone on Twitter, even though we all live on Twitter of, oh my God, this is breaking. This isn't happening. My experience isn't all good. But at the end of the day, when you actually do get the thing, it makes you feel a lot more better because you feel like you've earned it. Can you give a little insight into sort of the pack side of things for people? Because I think it's uh, the most uh, talked about or most wanted part of being part of the Top Shot community. Yeah, so when we're talking about rare and legendary packs, those are minted with a very keen eye toward maintaining kind of an overwhelming demand for a limited supply. So uh, historically, those have been really hard to get and will continue to be really hard to get. And maybe we'll increase those addition sizes to make them slight, to allow us to mint more packs. But I, I certainly would uh, anticipate as our collector base continues to grow, that those packs are always going to be in high demand. And part of that rationale is that packs are always going to be a good value for our collectors, right? If you get your hands on a pack, you know that you're going to, you're going to be pretty happy with what you pull um, just because there are great moments in all of these packs. And then when we're talking about kind of common packs and, and common moments, we did that pre-order uh, last Saturday, which enabled every collector in the community to uh, purchase a pack. And I think, you know, certainly that was not a quick queue. We had four or five hours of content, people just lining up to get. Um, but I think when we're contextualizing this revolutionary tech, and I, I don't mean to be pompous when I say that, but I, I genuinely try to look out at any kind of other precedent in the space. And, you know, frankly, it would be a lot easier for us if we did have someone we could learn from. But we're kind of breaking new ground right now. And we don't really have other companies kind of faults to look, to lean on and say, oh, we should do it this way instead. Um, but with that being said, I think that we're in a position where we have a marketplace that, you know, in our ideal state is 24 seven and sure we go into maintenance every so often, but I, you know, you compare it to other marketplaces out there. There are very few that are able to sustain. If you just went to CryptoSlam.io right now, you would see in the past minute dozens upon dozens of transactions, and that's you know literally an international operation that 
people in Australia are doing it at 2 a.m. their time and people in the U.S. are doing it at 2 a.m. our time. So uh, there's always transactions being had, always deals to find. Um, and when we're talking about the marketplace being operational and then the tax on the, the system in general, people opening packs, that's not white, right? That's people want to have a good pack opening experience. That demands some, uh, some resources, uh, challenges, participating in the challenges, just keeping the ledger that you have completed this challenge and we owe you the reward once that timer expires. All those things are operating in the same exact ecosystem. So when we talk about minting moments, like things that you don't even see happening, but we're doing that in the background, that also requires resources. So our option is we could shut down the marketplace for a week and we could probably mint a lot more moments and then get packs out to the community a lot faster. But when we have all of these things operating in conjunction, there's kind of a resource limitation, both on bandwidth, our team, just like how much time we can operationalize each of these things, but also uh, on the system in general, we don't want to crash the platform with all of the traffic we're getting, literally tens of thousands of collectors, any given hour buying stuff, uh, there's certainly growing pains in that process. Makes complete sense. So on the community side of things, it's a very vocal community. It is a new community. It is a passionate community and it is an inclusive community. And I'm curious from your side of things as the community lead at Dapper Labs in NBA Top Shot, how you're seeing the formation of the community because I've been very impressed and I've enjoyed being part of it. Yeah, I, I love our community. And look, uh, we always have a, a saying internally, you may have heard me say it before, that our expression is the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is apathy. Our community is certainly not apathetic, and they certainly can yell at us. Uh, but that's coming from, as you said, a place of passion. So when we're talking about this community, I think one thing that's really cool about it is there's a collective interest. Everyone's somewhat vested in its success, right? If you're collecting on Top Shot, you want Top Shot to continue to grow and get more successful. So everyone really is working symbiotically uh, with everyone's best interests in heart because, Rob, you can own the same moment as your bitter rival, your, your sworn enemy, and you both have now a shared interest in uh, that moment kind of continuing to grow. Um, so I think like, there, there's that layer of the community. And then there's also just the layer of, depending on how deep the rabbit hole you want to go, there are some collectors that are literally stalking uh, Crypto Slam to see when moments are being minted, uh, trying to get details. We have uh, LG Doucette from the first mint who has kind of taken up a nominal position as our communities. Adrian Wojnarowski, breaking news. Uh, it's really cool to see that. Um, and one thing that I'm particularly keen on continuing to grow is the diversity. So certainly we want to be the blockchain uh, or we want to be the Trojan horse for a lot of people's first blockchain experience. Uh, you can use NBA Top Shot without having to know anything about cryptocurrency, right? You can deposit with your credit card. You can withdraw to your U.S. bank. Uh, you can be from the Stone Age as long as you understand dollars and supply and demand. You could be good at Top Shot. And... Uh, we really want to, we know that crypto alternative assets in general have been uh, intimidating to a lot of people uh, for years. So we want to make it more inclusive and more uh, 
more accessible to everyone to be able to collect on Top Shot. And, and I think we're making really nice strides there, but certainly uh, we always want to kind of uh, make our community even more inclusive and, and diverse and dynamic than ever before. What recommendations do you have in terms of how people should communicate their frustration or how if things don't go well the most natural thing is to jump on twitter and just spout off and i try and do my best to not do it and i almost want to do this as a public service announcement to try and make the community better for everyone to say hey guys when something happens chill or this is the best way to do this yeah so we've kind of we're learning through fire. There have been a few trials by fire. And one thing I would say is that we're still striking that right balance. Um, one thing that you may have, if you're in the discord, we have about 150 plus thousand people in there, which is just crazy um, on it on its surface. But one thing we're starting to do is when we know we're not dropping a pack, we'll, we'll send an announcement like, hey, no packs tonight, get some sleep. And we're not doing that to get you and then publish or uh, drop packs at, you know, 12.05 a.m. and say, ha, we told you not tonight. No, like when we say no packs dropping tonight, you, that means like safely the next eight, 12 hours. And that's not to say that in 12 hours, a pack will drop, but we, we just want our community to get some sleep because we know they're short on it. Um, but certainly I think like one thing that we've learned is that if we make it easy for people to submit tickets, they're gonna submit tickets. And even if they don't have a, like there's a fundamental imbalance here where we have 200,000 people in the queue, we have 10,000 packs, 95% of the community is gonna leave empty-handed and upset. And they've spent three hours in the queue, even though the numbers suggested they should they should have just left. And they're gonna come to us with entitlement of, I deserve this pack because I put it in the weight. So we're trying to strike that balance of making it possible to reach out when your concern is legitimate and making it easier for us to address those legitimate concerns in this uh, endless sea of noise that is, I want packs, when are packs? Why can't I get a pack? I've been trying to get packs. Uh, and, then, and then the other layer to that, I would say, is one thing that we're going to work on in the, the coming weeks, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, is launch a second Twitter account. So we have NBA underscore Top Shot, which is just kind of the main Twitter account for marketing purposes. Anytime a big sale happens, anytime we're dropping packs, we can announce it there. But I think we, we're at the point now we have over 150,000 Twitter followers. We're ready for a second account that's more geared toward the super fans that just want site status updates. They just want to know when that challenge reward is going to be distributed out. All the kind of power users will congregate there and that will allow us to be a little more nimble and, and uh, freewheeling about updates without kind of just being noise in the feeds that our main account uh, shouldn't be. I dig it. Jacob, I'm a big fan of NBA Top Shot and everything you guys and Dabra Labs are building. I'm looking forward to continuing to be part of this community, being a positive asset, spreading the good word and good vibes and seeing the way that everything grows. Where can everybody connect with you and NBA Top Shot? So you can follow me on Twitter at Eisenberg43, E-I-S-E-N-B-E-R-G 43. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NBA underscore Top Shot. Uh, stay tuned for that kind of power collector handle that will be coming out soon just for status updates. Uh, and yeah, Rob, thanks again for having me. Uh, 
great questions and great conversation and look forward to seeing you around the Top Shot community long term. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. One, are you currently a user of NBA Top Shot? And if so, what does your collection look like? If not, what is stopping you from joining and being part of the NBA Top Shot community? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy, especially Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I will share anything awesome that gets sent in.